Hello amazing friend and welcome to this episode of the Young and Free podcast. I am so excited for you to be here today because today I am interviewing one of my besties. So let me tell you a little bit about my friend Jay Kimber. Jay is an entrepreneur. She loves nature. She used to be an organic farmer, actually. She's all about embodiment and dance and has spent years running her own businesses. Not business, businesses. Although she spent a lot of that time in her masculine energy. And at this point in her life, it's really exciting because she is unleashing her inner and you will hear more about this throughout the podcast. I made sure that I asked some questions to really understand her journey on a deeper level. And I'm really excited for us to dive in deeper to find out what were those breadcrumbs that were dropped along the way on her journey and how did she find herself in the amazing place that she is today. So, Oh, actually, I will also say that my friend Nick Broadhurst and Jay Kimber recently collaborated on the music video for Nick's newest song, which is called Inner Love, which was just released last week, if you are listening live, and if not, just search iTunes or Spotify for Inner Love by Nick Broadhurst and... If you go to YouTube, you can actually check out the music video as well, which is just next level. I was lucky enough to be in the room when this idea was first conceptualized. We were all staying on um, in, in makes more sense. <laughs> we're all staying in an Airbnb on the Gold Coast at the time. Um, so about, Oh, I think there was like 10 of us and we're all staying in an Airbnb and then one of the nights we got to preview Nick's newer song for the first time and Melissa, Nick's wife, who you may have heard of, Melissa Ambrosini, she had an amazing idea for Nick's music video and it was amazing to have Jay, the amazing dancer that she is, in the room at the time because Nick sat there and he played his song while Jay danced in her amazing flow around the outside of him. And oh my God, it was just next level. Like I couldn't even contain my excitement. I think I like screamed after they finished. It was so amazing. So to be able to see it all come together in a music video is like next level, crazy amazing. So yes, that's just a little bit of an insight um, into the new song that is out, a little bit of an insight into Jay's life, but let me let her tell the story for herself. Can't wait for you guys to dive in. Have fun. I'll talk to you in a sec. Hey Jay, I am super excited to have you on the Young and Free podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. I am super excited for people to hear a bit more about your unconventional journey through life up until this point. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I feel like you'll be better at telling the story than me. So would you mm-hmm. like to take us back to when Jay was a little kid running around? Um, <laughs> and I believe you kind of started at kind of a Christian upbringing and then that became a little bit more unconventional when you went to a Steiner school. Um, and I, there will be people out there that don't even know what a Steiner school is. So if you could take us through those early developmental years, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's go right back. Okay, so you're right. I was born into a very Christian family, very loving Christian family. But when I say Christian, like I mean my whole world was Christian and I literally thought the whole world believed in the one God. So I went to a Christian school and then on the weekend we went to church three times a weekend. That was once on a Saturday and twice on a Sunday. So I literally, up until the age of 11, thought the world was this big, huge, happy place that all believed in the same God as me. It was amazing. And like, you know, we went to church and I danced around the church when all the like prayer songs were on. And um, it was actually really good, really good life apart from what I realized later was I had a literal fear of hell. So there was like this deep sort of conditioning of if I do anything wrong, I'm going to go to hell. And so that was something I had to unravel later. And so it wasn't until I was 11 that we moved down south. So I'm from Adelaide. We moved down to a beautiful country town called Wollonga, which is this magical wonderland. And in Wollonga, there was a Steiner school, which is also known as a Waldorf school. And for those that don't know what a Waldorf school is, it's like a completely alternative curriculum school where you don't wear a uniform and you don't call your teachers by um, like Mrs. or Mr. You just call them by their first name. And you don't have like set classes or there's more classes and a really diverse curriculum. So suddenly, literally, my first main lesson was Greek mythology. Like went from Christian school to like Zeus, like Hades. I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't handle. Suddenly I'm learning about all these different gods and mythologies and it was mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. So thus began my unraveling, like seriously from a world that was like this small little bubble to Greek mythology, like um, Roman gods, learning about all these different cultures and places and things. And the Waldorf School takes you there. It totally takes you there and it's so nurturing and so beautiful. So I was scared to draw. Like I was scared to express myself, terrified. I would wear a white T-shirt, blue shorts and white sneakers with my hair up in a hair tie every day. And it took me about two or three years of this school and this nurturing environment to let me feel safe to wear a bracelet, to grow my nails, to wear rings. So that school I can legitimately say saved my life or changed my life big time, big time. And set me on the path for the very unconventional life that I live, started to live under after year 12. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah, because I feel like that's like worlds away from my upbringing as well, because mine was probably more in that Christian bubble. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It's like primary school because you're just like, you don't know anybody. You just kind of hear what you hear and then you're just like, oh, well, that's true. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're so impressionable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then high school, you kind of like open up your world a little bit more and start to explore. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, like I didn't go from Christian kind of primary school to totally different um like opposite mm. high school so yeah it's mm-hmm. just really interesting to hear from you what that transition was like um but i feel like that unconventional Steiner school then led to an unconventional yeah. kind of exploration through um it wasn't necessarily like let's go do uni let's get a good job let's become ceo of the company like I feel like so many people are on that trajectory of, okay, well, this is what I'm expected to do next. This is what society says is like the correct mm. step to go next. So when you finished high school, what is it that you stepped out and did? Well, very interestingly, um, I wanted to do medicine and I totally could have. So I got a very good TER school. I don't know what that's called anywhere else. You know, 95.5, very solid, could have got into pretty much anything, but I didn't quite get into the UMAT. Um, So I just missed out on med, which was a freaking blessing. (laughs) I look back at that now, I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't get into medicine. Um, I then went and studied dance. So I got into a dance school and I studied dance for most of the first year until my body started to break down a bit. I, I had never danced full time like that. And so I, yeah, I started like collapsing when I was dancing and my teachers didn't really, didn't really give me the right advice as to how to like manage my body. I know how to now so I can dance heaps um, and be okay. So literally like if I stepped you through everything I've did, if I, everything I've done, you'd, you'd just be you'd be crazy but I want to go back a little bit to um just in year 12 because what they do in year 12 at Waldorf is they really finish it off very well so what had happened is I actually got angry at the whole Christian thing and then brought it back by the end of year 12 to being very comfortable with with my past and spirituality and bringing it all together and then at the same time in year 12 we are asked to do a project Um, which is whatever project that we want to do. And what I did is an an integration of animal movement into the human being. So my passion is movement. My passion is anatomy and biology and melding science and arts. And what I did was I actually was given permission to dissect a leopard. And this is going to sound crazy. I dissected a leopard and looked at its anatomy and compared it to a human. And I saw the similarities in animal and, and, and human and then how, like, you know, spiritually we might be different, how anatomically we're different. So I'm coming back to here because this school allowed me to play. This school said, here, what do you want to explore? And so I explored dissection. I explored science. I, I created a dance with every animal yoga posture I could find into the seven-minute dance. And... I was free. Like I was free to fully express myself and it was received very well. So basically after I left school, I'd been given this gift of like the world is your oyster. What do you want to create? Because I I could trust myself. I knew I'd create really beautiful things. 
So one of the things that I did do after school is I actually got a job down at the Adelaide University doing pro-sections on human bodies. So I actually went and sort of fulfilled this medical science human anatomy obsession that I had by actually dissecting human bodies. So what I'm, what I'm saying here is you can literally do whatever you want to do because my dream was to look inside of a human body and just revel in the glory of who we are and what we are. And I had the opportunity to do that by following little steps that would take me there. Um, so I was down in Adelaide University labs dissecting human bodies at the same time that I was like discovering plant-based raw food permaculture world. And my whole, my whole soul was like, what am I doing down here with these dead bodies? And then I'd go outside and be like, oh, my sushi has chicken in it, which looks exactly like human muscle. And there's a world of amazing plant-based plant permaculture awesomeness. So basically after dance, I studied massage as well. Just got that under my belt, saved up 500 bucks, took myself up to Northern New South Wales and, and bought myself a permaculture course. And thus started my farming adventure. <laughs> I became a farmer. It's insane. You're crazy. <laughs> crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Like, um, what I was hearing that in that as well, like, I love what you said about you can literally do anything. Like if you get an idea in your head, yeah. follow those little steps and it can lead you right towards that thing. Um, and I love that the school that you went to taught you already to trust in yourself because it's probably only within the last couple of years for me that I've stepped into that and I know that I'm fully supported by myself and fully supported by the universe. Um, whereas, like, mm -hmm. imagine if I had that after I stepped out of high school and then I was just like, whoa, like, the world is my oyster. I can do anything. Like, I know that now. Like, I just created a, a new little mm -hmm. business for myself yesterday because I was like, oh, I'm exploring this thing right now. It's so cool. Like, I want to tell people about it. And so, like, you can literally just, like, follow right. those, like, little steps and start doing things. Um, and so if you want to know more about human design, hit 100%. me up. <laughs> um, but it's, like, for you. Woohoo! Nice! <laughs> yeah. But it's like for you, I just love what you're saying about how you could just step out with that freedom and to know that, yeah, you were just fully supported by yourself. And for me, one of my top values is freedom. So I would be super interested to know for you, like, what are those top few guiding values for you that guide your life? Do you know what? I was just thinking about this in the shower the other day. I actually haven't defined them. Um, but I do, as soon as you said that though, one dropped in, which is authenticity. That is just something that I know I, I, lit, I, I have to embody as often as I possibly can inside of this world that wants to put us into a box. If I'm feeling slightly, I'm not going to push it down. I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm going to have to just be me. And so yeah, without having really in the past defined maybe what my top two or three are, I just know one of them is authenticity, just from you asking that question. So thank you. Um, and that is what has driven me to continuously grow and not be scared to change what I'm doing and not be scared to try new things out 
and travel and, and start a business and then stop a business and then start a new business. You know, at one point I was running four businesses, which is crazy, but it felt like I needed to because I had all these aspects of myself that I was exploring and I wanted to offer them. Mm. And express them. So what were those four that you were running at the same time? um so I had a washable menstrual pads business called lily pads which I actually just sold the other day it'd been sitting in the shed for a while for about seven years and I just sold it so that's going to live on um I had my farm so at that time I was farming an acre of land that was the garden farmers um and then at the same time as running the farm I I had a green juice business from the leaves on the farm that were not sexy so I would uh, juice them and sell the juice so that was green juice and then for a period of time whilst running those three I also had another business called produce boxes or my produce box and that was making um, boxes of produce for my local community a mix of organic and conventional produce so they could get the, the produce from the local farmers um, as affordable as possible into people's homes so that was a, a lot of work. That was burnout material, but there was a period of time where I was running four of them at once. So incredible. I love that you're doing four at once. Like, that is so cool. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, but one part of your story that we haven't touched on yet is the fact that you, when it comes to freedom, you also live your life in freedom in a location sense as well Mm -hmm. so I know you've lived in Hawaii which I personally think is the coolest (laughs) thing ever and then you just top Uh it off with like living in the Galapagos as well so I'm like (laughs) tell me your secrets like how did that even happen well if I'm going to be completely honest which I will be because why not Authenticity, I, well, this is not the reason why I go there in the first place, but the reason why I live in these places is because I meet beautiful men (laughs) that I fall in love with and I have beautiful relationships. And so Hawaii, initially I went to visit some friends who I had met when I was in New York years earlier. So I just went to visit for three weeks and I ended up falling in love with one of my friends and went back home, made sure my business could grow up a little bit and it it stabilized so I could leave the business running. And then I went to live in Hawaii for another six months with my partner. And it was actually in that time that I had space from my green juice business and the farm that I then was able to take that headspace and take that opportunity to create my next step, which was I need to have location freedom even though I had my business and I sort of had location freedom, I still had a freaking farm and a warehouse and stuff. So being in Hawaii, I was like, all right, what's next? And that's when I did my health coaching course and started to move things online and learn about online business. And then Galapagos, I was traveling in uh, Malaysia for a couple of months with a girlfriend of mine. And uh, we would, I was helping her with retreats. She's a durian. I don't know if you guys know the fruit durian. Do you know durian? Stinky, spiky, amazing tropical fruit. <laughs> I actually wrote down that I wanted to ask you about durian because <laughs> of the magical adventures you have told me about with like you and sexy fruit called durian. <laughs> yeah, this fruit durian, if you eat, look, you either love it or you hate it. Uh, and if you love it, you will travel the world for it. So I was traveling the world um, following my durian obsession 
in Malaysia with my girlfriend Lindsay and she was showing me the best durian in the world and I was helping her on her retreats on her tours and um, I met Carlos on this retreat this was about two years ago now and we hit it off he was from the Galapagos and he was like look do you want to come to my island <laughs> and we ended up dating for for two years and um it was in that time you know, I went back and then I started my doTERRA business, started my coaching business, and I took all of that over to Galapagos with me. And I went to Galapagos multiple times in the last two years, probably about three or four times. Uh, last year I lived there for about six months, yeah, with him working in doTERRA and coaching. And that was amazing to be on that island, swimming with the sea lions every day and the turtles and just working from, from my computer. I remember watching all of your Instagram stories and yeah, you just like going down and sink, like swimming with seals. Like, it was awesome. You'd just be like laying on the beach next to a seal. And I'm like, life? like, oh my God. I know. I would think that too. Like I would have to pinch myself and be like, how amazing is life when you really just allow yourself to play and say, okay, yeah, why not? And you know what, I'm not saying that it was always easy either, you know, being outside of my culture, not being able to speak the language. You know, there's always challenges with such freedom. There's always challenges because there just are. Um, but, but the growth and the people you meet and the places you go and the, and the ways that you stretch yourself are what create, um, you know, that's what's created me into who I am. And that Galapagos adventure was epic and I met some incredible people who I still work with today and they're over in Ecuador over in Galapagos and they're my business partners that's amazing and I love that now because of social media like we can all follow along with other people's adventures as well so I felt like I was living through you while you were over there and I was like sitting next to the sea lions um <laughs> but one of the things I love with following you on social media is that you touch on topics that other people don't, that are quite taboo. And mm. this probably comes down to that value that you have of authenticity as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Because other people, like, won't necessarily go there, but you're like, this is important. Like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> um, so you can probably think off the top of your head, like, a couple of things that you have spoken about that other people were probably like, what is this? Like, what is she talking yeah. about? Um, yeah. So this is an open forum. Tell us what were those kind <laughs> of things that popped to your head just then that you're like, yep, these are things that I care about. Well, straight up, straight up is the masculine feminine energy that we have inside of all of us. And really, really, I've spent years diving into that. Oh, the importance of that is, is deep. And then coming along with that, close second is cervical orgasms um, and pleasure for women and being able to accept our pleasure and talk about it with each other and explore and learn and go deeper. So those two things, hugely like, you know, when we talked about the businesses before, when I was running four businesses, can you imagine my energy then? Can you imagine I was working 80 to 90 hours a week running four different businesses, spinning off my nut like I was just on fire all the time and that is extreme 
masculine energy, direction-based, pro, um, progress-based, goals-based. You know, it's boom, boom, boom. And that did affect my intimate relationships big time. One, I would draw in like really feminine men or I would just joust penises with them if we want to kind of put it quite bluntly. My masculine energy met their masculine energy quite intensely. So it was quite difficult for us, me and my relationships to really relax into like a juicy feminine and for there to be like delicious intimacy. And I could tell there was um, definitely something not balanced there. And I really wanted to explore that. So that extreme masculine energy that I have um, really, really paved the way for me to go, well, what is the opposite? What does it look like if I actually let the feminine energy in? Hardly knowing what that felt like because, to be honest, I judged feminine energy as weak. I judged it as not that important, wasn't productive, you know, didn't like being beautiful, didn't put energy into any of that stuff. So I... I was probably one of the most masculine women that I knew of in terms of my energy and that sort of thing. So for me, having that polarity made me work very hard to, to understand feminine. And I can say like in the last year, specifically the last maybe three months even, I've fully, fully got it. I mean, I'm sure there's always more to get, but what the feminine is, what it feels like how unbelievably important it is and I like to talk about that because I see a lot of women especially women in business um yeah super being really masculine and then it's affecting other parts of their life like their self-love and their deliciousness a creative flow um and yeah the thing that really shifted it for me was doing this process which I thought was weird at first but literally being like okay what does my masculine look like if my masculine side of me which we all have a masculine side had a a character what would he look like and if my feminine side of me had a character what would she look like and I did this all sort of intuitively after hearing it was possible and they met each other and they literally like had this um kind of like a conversation if you're going to do aspecting and I was like, oh my gosh, he has been running the show and dragging her all over the world and making all the things happen. And she's just like, but, but I want to, like, can you just give me a chance to like run the show a little bit? And yeah, totally game changing. It's been totally game changing since she has, my feminine has been let out again. So I don't know if you're keeping up with all of that, but yeah, that's just something that for me is a very important conversation. Mm. Thank you for running us through that exercise as well. Cause I know for me, I definitely run from my masculine um, so much of the time and I can see when it comes to intimate relationships as well, how that has shown up and how we've butted heads or the male in the relationship has kind of like um steps more into the feminine and I've just been like wanting them to like step up I'm like come on like can't you like guide can't you lead but at the same time I'm like I'm the leader like (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, and it like even like 
you know, like, oh, let's go and ha- let's go out to dinner tonight. And I'm like, oh, I want him to like choose the place. And he's like, oh, where do you want to go? I'm like, where do you want to go? And it like just goes around in circles for like an hour. It's like, oh, I just wanted to say like, this is where we're going and we're going to have this. And he's like, oh, but I want to make sure it's something that you like. And oh, my God. <laughs> But um, I think you just hit on, hit the nail on the head. That's what what's what you want in the feminine, just to the man to just be like, I'm calling this shot, and that feels very nice. Only when you're relaxed fully in your feminine, and you can trust that. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's like being able to just sink into that and to trust. And yeah, mm-hmm. so that's definitely a great learning that I've um, had when I've been diving deeper into masculine and feminine. And I've found Mm -hmm. that the greatest book that I've read about it is um, the book by David Dieter, Mm -hmm. which is called, (laughs) I've lost it. He's got a few. Oh, Dear Lover. Yeah, man, are the two that I'm thinking of. Yeah. You know what? He nails it. He absolutely nails it. And I binged on his podcast, uh, not podcast, sorry, his YouTube. He's got two YouTube channels sort of. Um, and, oh, yeah, that just goes deep. That that really helped to unravel quite a lot for me, his work. Mm. Mm. And I feel like now because I can see that you're stepping more and more into dance as well, which I feel like mm-hmm. is kind of letting your feminine free again. Um, mm-hmm. but there was also that period there. So you said that you, um, went and learned how to dance, like you were doing dancing, um, when you mm. came out of high school and then it's like, you just didn't dance for like this period of time and now you're kind of stepping back into it again. So what was mm. holding you back like during those years from dancing mm. and how does mm. it feel now to be stepping into that again? Mm. Good question. I I think that this comes back to masculine and feminine. So when I was younger, I was dancing a lot from the age of 12, 13 ish. My mum taught me and then I went and studied and I was, I was more relaxed. You know, I was more, more in my feminine, I would say more free, very like hippie, you know, had dreadlocks and just was just (laughs) delicious, free, young. And then I think after I stopped dancing, um, my mind came in to like, okay, just got to go get shit done because I wasn't going to uni and I was going on an adventure. And that was that was the from the age of 20 to, yeah, 29, 30, like nearly all of my 20s that I was in full masculine. The thing that really shifted me though back into dance has been the process of getting back into my feminine. And I do want to talk about um, pleasure. So... As a, as a woman, like as someone that's feminine, when, from my experience, when you start to relax back into pleasure and, you know, we can say it's sexual or you can just say any type of pleasure. But if you're going sexual pleasure, it's um, from the, the sacral chakra, so it's just underneath your belly button, that whole hip area, lower stomach. Um, for me, this got activated. Like, you know, I, I've always been quite a sexual person. I've had maps and downs with, you know, being closed off and being open and all that kind of stuff. But I started to really open this up um, with a partner who I felt very emotionally quite safe with and able to express. And that allowed access to like the cervical pleasure. And something happened where um, I, 
access the pleasure of my cervix. And it was like my cervix. So this, this center, this sexual center is your center of creativity, very deeply feminine. Um, it turned on. And it was like I had another brain in my cervix, like literally had the experience of, oh, she has a will. Like she has her own agenda that is deeply, deeply balanced and beautiful. And I, for the first time, felt the strength of the feminine and I fucking trusted it. Uh, whereas before I had said, I thought it was weak. I thought it was pointless. I thought it was all these things because my masculine, logical, driven mind had just taken over because the logic of the masculine will never understand the beauty and the importance and the power of the feminine. They don't get it. So when I had um, my cervix like activated after lovemaking and then it kept on activating like just through listening to music or just through making a decision that was right, it was like, ooh, that's the right decision. Oh, that's the right decision. Like it sounds very interesting, <laughs> but different. But seriously, that's what brought me back to dance. That is legitimately what brought me back to my center, what brought me back to dance. No matter how often my logical mind, whilst I was in my masculine self, was saying, I know that my God work, I know that my work, my higher purpose work is dance. It was never enough for my logical mind to say it because it could override it in a second. Because what's that going to do? How's that going to save the world? <laughs> and so it wasn't until, yeah, I um, deeply allowed myself to access pleasure and listen to the deep, deep wisdom of the feminine that I could come back to dance. Mm. And a few weeks ago, you led us through a dancing exercise. Um, there was like a room of like 50 women and Jay was in the centre of the room and teaching us about how to dance from our heart and how to dance using our hips. And these are like... Areas like when when I'm dancing, I just kind of like I don't know, throw my arms and legs around my legs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like I can actually move like from these places, and it just felt yeah. like so feminine when we were doing it as well. Yeah. And since then, I've been really exploring just like when I've been listening to music, exploring the energy of that music, and kind of like just moving my body to kind of go with it like from my heart and from my hips and it's like it feels like really good and you open that up so thank you jay um but <laughs> I am, uh, you have no idea how happy that makes me <laughs> <laughs> and i am aware that you are going to be bringing out a course which i'm super excited for because you're going to be teaching people like i don't know the almost the mechanics of dance and how you can um, access these parts of your body like these energy centers almost um, and feel the music and yeah dance the way that you were actually meant to dance mm. not just kind of like jumping around on the spot and like oh this is fun like but like actually feeling it when you're dancing which is so cool so tell us more about that yeah so this gets me super excited so I think um, what's come out of this is, is really guiding people to dance from the inside out. And what you felt was being able to tap into certain energy centers, um, focusing on the hips and the heart, you know, feminine, deep creativity and heart, big, open, wide chest, and then feeling the center of those spaces inside of yourself and dancing from that space out. 
Um, so dancing from the inside out and finding your own style because like you said, it's like you do have that already inside of you. It's not about making anybody look like me. It's about what's inside of you, what juiciness, what are you feeling? How are you going to let that out? But the very important part of the course is actually teaching you movement basics. So movement laws, laws of movement, you know, expansion and contraction, rise and fall, you know, that kind of thing. And so you'll just get some real basic, like, how do I move my body through space? Let's learn some rules. Once you know the rules of movement and you can feel yourself inside, then you can break the rules. Then you can flow. Then you can start to let your insides out. And it is just so beautiful. And really that, that's the whole base of the course. It's called Femme Fire. Um, the Femme comes from feminine and the fire comes from what I felt when my cervix was activated and I was being able to be guided by a deeply creative feminine space and trust that so it's the fire of this area it's the fire of feminine creativity so it's called fem fire because literally we're going to tap in and start to activate um that part of us through movement and self-awareness i'm so excited for this as well because i feel like this is another tool especially for those of us who operate so much from our masculine to kind of tap back into that yin feminine energy, that feeling energy. So that's another reason that I'm mm-hmm. so excited for it. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. That is, you know, when I look at this and I look at who it's ideally for, it is a woman who who is who is in their masculine, who's already got maybe got their feminine there, like is already there but they're run quite a lot from their masculine and their masculine's not letting their feminine fully shine. So it's, it's like, you know, especially those women in business, especially those women that are like got their masculine on all day, every day. And their femmes is like, Hey, here I am. If we work together, we can actually create more magic and we can create more feeling and more compassion and more power. So yeah, hundred percent. Because when I watch women who are operating from, that really strong feminine place. Like I just, it's like they're an Amazonian goddess and you just look at them and you're like, whoa, like you can just feel like how strong and powerful they are. But they're so like feminine and soft at the same time, but it's like this fierce energy. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the magic. That's almost what we can't understand. And I think what I was scared of when I was wanting to tap into my feminines. Like I couldn't trust that it was actually strong. And then when I found it, it's stronger than anything I've ever felt. And yeah, I have watched and actually more as I've gone through and, and become associated with powerful women, as I watched powerful women who are embodying their feminine, that's when I started to find my role models, sort of, or the women, the idea that feminine could be strong okay it's okay I know it's possible now there are real good solid feminine um, women out there and that's what gave me you know the strength to kind of keep on going when I was deep in my masculine logical mind can you think of a couple of people off the top of your head who you look towards for that um no one that is coming up in in particular deeply feminine Because I feel like, yeah, it would probably be different for different people depending on how they display their feminine as well. 
Um, so the people who you look up to who display their feminine so well may not resonate as much with somebody else. So maybe it's better that you don't know. <laughs> That's it. I mean, one that is a very obvious is a Beyonce. You know, she just like mm-hmm. fems all over the place and gets deep into her body and she's, and she's very powerful and she's got a strong... Oh, I would like to Beyonce. Like, imagine yeah. if you could yeah. just move like her. Oh my god! <laughs> Fem it up. Yeah, she holds a very strong feminine, powerful feminine space. Mama energy too. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm. Yeah, well, I I see you as a Beyonce too, Jay. You're one of those Beyonce <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, I'll take that. Like, all the stuff that you have done, even up until this point. Um, is insane like I love to me you embody the value of freedom which is something that I hold in such high esteem um Mm. and you're such a great example to so many people out there of living a life of freedom and living an authentic life as well so thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your story and for being so open um I know that it's going to help so many people and I'm going to be jumping on your course as soon as it comes out and I'm sure there's lots of people listening that want to learn more about it as well. And anyone who's interested in Jay, you can jump over to the show notes of this episode and I'll link all of her social media details. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for hanging with us today, Jay. Thanks, beautiful Anna. Love what you're doing. It's good to see you. I'm looking at you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) There's a video thing going on right now. Um, But yeah, I will talk to you super soon and hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, beautiful. That was so much fun. See, didn't I tell you that Jay is an absolutely amazing, unique. human she is one of my favorite humans on the planet my favorite part of this episode was hearing from jay about the diversity of experiences that she has been through in her life and the way that she has backed herself and trusted herself every step of the way and it's led her to the most amazing places which shows you what is possible for you in your own life as well and that you don't have to follow the norm you don't have to follow the societal expectations or the expectations of your family or your friends or the people around you it's about really feeling into what feels true for you and following that because that's how you're going to create your most amazing life so if you got any value from this episode, which I know that you did because Jay is amazing, make sure that you share with a friend who would really benefit from hearing this as well. And if you leave a review, that would be amazing because so many more people will see it and hear this and we will be able to change more and more lives and the ripple effect of this podcast becomes a tidal wave. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you are having an amazing day and I'll catch you next time on the Young and Free podcast. Bye, friend.